Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, a sweet story about 3D printed cookies and cakes, a Top Gun competition between human and artificial intelligence pilots, and new U.S. military drones. All this and more coming up. Before we get into today's top story, an answer for one of our listeners who had a question about last week's story about Google's Teach From Anywhere learning program. She wanted to know whether or not she could access the online toolkit for parents that explains how the program works, even if she no longer has school-aged children. The answer to that question is yes. Just go to teachfromanywhere.google and click on the link that says For Families. You can download a PDF with all the information you need from there. A few weeks ago, we had a story about how KFC is creating 3D printed chicken nuggets in Russia. At the time, I was thinking, huh, that's pretty interesting. I wonder if anybody is doing something like that here in Ohio. And lo and behold, I found out that yes, indeed they are at BHEX and its subsidiary, Sugarbot. Co-founder and chief operating officer Ben Feltner says his 3D printing and robotics company started as a NASA-funded project to create a personalized nutrition system for deep space missions and that he and company CEO Anjan Contractor are one day hoping to build a food system for NASA's mission to Mars, though they don't have a contract for that quite yet. In the meantime, they're printing up some sweet treats in Columbus, Ohio, where they moved after getting their first seed money investment from the founder of Donato's Pizza. We started to develop a 3D food printer that could decorate cakes and cookies because we were learning that that was sort of a dying industry in the sense that it's hard to find people who, you know, they're artists who can create all the products that you see in stores and online. And we thought, well, hey, there's a good fit in grocery stores have some robotics that can make all of the products that they're making right now. So we went down that path of developing that machine. So we have several here and there are machines and bakeries kind of scattered across the country. So we've been trying to get these installations in grocery stores. And as we were moving toward that COVID hit, and it really disrupted all of our effort because of the change in the in-person experience. So we thought, well, we have the machine here. Let's just create sort of a, what they're calling a cloud bakery where nobody walks in. It's just all online orders. So explain to me, like if I were to walk into the place where you're doing this right now, what does it look like? Kind of like a big shell with an opening for you to see the moving parts in the machine and then a big screen. So you're just looking at this pretty large pod looking robot and telling you what to do on the screen and then you get to watch it move around. You place the, let's call it just a cake inside and then it will, whatever design you selected and whatever you typed, it will create that right there on the spot. So how have sales been then for the SugarBot? Has it been pretty popular? Yeah, it was a really surprising response. At the beginning, we got a lot more than what we thought. It's definitely been a success. We've been working with Rich's Foods, which is a, a large international bakery, and they send us all of the pre-made cakes, and the cookie cake is our most popular product, and we can decorate the top. 
So we don't have a lot going on as far as baking, but we just do the decoration. And we had, you know, a really good fit was some corporate orders they do. Companies will have a celebration for an employee's birthday or a work anniversary or something like that. And we put the logo on and then if it's the CEO or whoever, if we just have their signature, then it looks like they signed the cake. And that has been really successful. It's just like a perfect fit for an event like that. And then we've had a lot of requests. Kids always want to change the color up. So we have this one. It's a cookie cake, but it looks like a pizza. But the kid wanted purple cheese and yellow pepperoni. And so we had to change all of the colors for him as like a psychedelic (laughs) cookie cake. So all of it's been really a a great time. Actually, a super fun break from the machine building. Now, when it comes to machine building, that's the main focus of SugarBot's parent company, BHEX. They make robots that can 3D print different kinds of food products, including, Feltner says, one they're working on right now for the U.S. Army. We're making uh, a personalized nutrition bar production line that uses the original intent for the technology. And so we're working toward launching a line of products under that. Uh, And we're starting to get into 3D meat printing. It's sort of cuts of meat, but made by equipment. So you can do like a vegan steak or chicken drumstick. In terms of why the U.S. Army is interested in this, I mean, what was your selling point when you said to them, hey, we can make you nutrition bars? Why would they literally want to bite on that idea? What makes your way of doing things any better than just having a bunch of people in a room making nutrition Mm -hmm. bars? I think it really comes down to the ability to automate something that's personalized. So you're right. If you had a bunch of people in a room, they could do that. And in general, with robotics, if you have a bunch of people there, they can uh, achieve the same thing. But you get more consistency. I mean, if I told you to deposit two grams of something, you would just be guessing, but the equipment can do exactly that. So when it comes to personalized bars, and if you say, I want 30 grams of protein and 100 milligrams of caffeine and this many carbs and fat and this flavor and texture, you could tell someone in a lab, I mean, a chef could easily do that sort of thing for you. But the equipment, it just goes into the software, and then we activate different extruders to create the bar. And they thought, if we can scale that up, if we can scale that up to take an order and immediately make a bar that has whatever kind of nutritional content, that would be pretty valuable because otherwise we're ordering in bulk, and it's not situation-specific. It's just a bar. So if there's a soldier in an office, working versus someone who has a pack on and they're running 15 miles. Those are totally different situations. You can find out more about Feltner's companies and 3D printed food at sugarbotbakery.com and bhex.com. We've also got a couple more stories today about how the U.S. military is using new technology. First, a report from CBS's Cammy McCormick about how the Defense Department is partnering with private companies to develop drones for the battlefield. 
The U.S. military doesn't use drones manufactured in China, and while many drones are available commercially and have been adopted by foreign militaries and even groups like ISIS, it has not been able to safely produce these systems. Now it's partnering with five companies to develop alternatives to the Chinese-made drones. They can offer a bird's-eye view of a battlefield. Meanwhile, a computer program easily beat a top U.S. fighter pilot in five rounds of simulated F-16 flight combat during a competition intended to spur the development of artificial intelligence. Fortune magazine's Jeff Colvin reports. The AI program won all five rounds in under two minutes each. The competition was sponsored by the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, which has often helped advance new industries. It played a key role in developing the Internet and helped stimulate the development of self-driving cars with obstacle course challenges starting in 2004. More recently, it helped to develop an autonomous ship that sailed from San Diego to Hawaii. One of the stated goals of this competition is to develop technology that could help human pilots in combat. Though you have to wonder how long human pilots will be required at all, a question that raises larger issues about the future of warfare. The winning software was created by a small defense contractor called Heron Systems. It reached the final by beating rival programs from seven other competitors, including Lockheed Martin and Georgia Tech. There was no prize for Heron beyond bragging rights and an old flight helmet with their corporate logo added. Inside Business, I'm Jeff Colvin for CBS News. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.